So the 23rd Psalm, verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. One of the most popular scriptures in the Bible, the 23rd Psalm. The Lord will help me for a few minutes. You'll pray for me. I'd like to preach to you about being down in the valley. We're all human. And I know the Lord takes care of us. I know He blesses us. I know He watches over us. But nobody can stay continually on the mountaintop. There's times in life that things happen. And we can't control those. And it hurts us on the inside. And we can get down and we can get distressed and we can get troubled when it involves your family or your friends or something of that nature sickness or whatever you'll get down and i know we've had a big television coverage this week of everything that's went on in washington and people want to connect that to end times and things of that nature let me tell you something friend we're fighting a spiritual battle and satan fights the inner man he don't care about this flesh. He wants that soul. And what he fights against us is to get us to sit down, shut up, and give up. And we can all find ourselves, if we're not very careful, down in the valley. So if the Lord will help me for a few minutes, that's what I'd like to preach to you about, is being down in the valley. And so we read about over in Samuel chapter 17 about David and Saul and the children of Israel and, and the children of Israel and their army was on one side of the, of the hill and the Philistines and Goliath and all of those folks were on the other side of the hill and between these two armies was a valley called the Valley of Elah. And whenever the soldiers went to fight, they left the hillside and went down in the valley to fight. That's where you'll fight your greatest battle is down in the valley. And you won't fight it with a gun or a knife or anything like that, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to the tearing down of strongholds. Folks, we've got, we're not defenseless. We're not helpless. We don't have to just hang our heads and give up and quit when we're down as low as we can go. But down in the valley, I like the Scripture that I read to you. He said... He said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. When we're at our lowest, when we feel like we can't go any farther, look around. The Lord will be there with you. He'll be there to fight your battle for you. He'll be there to break victory if you'll trust in Him when you're at your lowest and down in the valley. God can see us through. All right. We read about David as he went down. His father Jesse had sent him down there to bring Jesus to the captain of the host. 
and to bring food to his three brethren. And it was a family tradition. A family tradition to stand and fight with Israel. Wouldn't that be a good family tradition? Wouldn't you like to see your children and your grandchildren help fight in the battle? Wouldn't you like to stand side by side with them as the enemy came forth and you looked down in the valley, but you knew you had your family. There was Elihab and Abinadab and, a th- and the third son standing right there. A family tradition to stand for Israel. That's what we need in this day and age. We've got to where our families are not concerned with what goes on in church. We've got to where our families are have other things to do than to attend the church of the living God. Friend, if you're a member of Dutch Bottom, we're in a battle and we need you to win the victory. All right. But Jesse sent David down to check on his brethren and to take up their cause. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there were several brothers of David, maybe six others besides David. They already had three in the service of the Lord in the army. But that wasn't enough. Jesse wanted all his sons, don't you? Don't you want all your children to stand and fight for the Lord? Don't you want, are we going to be satisfied if we're just standing here and our children are not in service of the Lord? Don't we want all of them to come and help us fight, help us win victory? Oh, so David went down. And as he went down, he saw... He saw the army of Israel and he began to listen to them. And apparently they had been down toward the valley for a long time. And there was a man named Goliath that came and he made threats. And he said, send me a man that we may fight. And he towered over every soldier in Israel. They just knew if they met him on the battlefield, it would be a losing cause because he was so much stronger, so much bigger, had so much firepower than more than they did. And they knew that they, that they thought within their heart, there's no way we could have victory in fighting this man. And you may be here today and wondered if we'll ever get victory over the situation that we're in. Wondered if we'll ever get back to seeing our people run to the altar. If we'll ever get back to rejoicing around the altar and seeing our people saved and worshiping together like we used to. I'm here to tell you today, we may be in a valley, but we've got somebody that will never leave us. We got somebody that will never forsake us, but they'll go with us always, even till the end of the world. And I'm going farther than that with him. I'm going to glory when this life is over with my man that brings victory, the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. When you're up on the mountain, you can see everything. But when you're down in the valley, you're going to be at your lowest, aren't you? That's why so many people go around defeated. They can't get low. They can't humble themselves. They can't get down to the point to where they try not to do the fighting, but they let the Lord do the fighting for them. That's where we're going to have to get if we claim victory. This is what the Bible says. 
humble yourselves in due time that the Lord may exalt you. It says humble yourself. You know, soldiers go and train and they teach them. You can't just fire a gun anyway. You ask these men that have been in the military. You hold it out here and you pull the trigger and it'll knock you down. You hold it here and you pull the trigger and it'll knock you down. But that gun has a butt on it that you sit on your shoulder and you brace before you pull the trigger. You've got a stance to stand in. You've got a way to hold your weapon and a way to pull the trigger so that it does what you want it to do. They train you for different things. And folks, this is not the first valley we've been in. This is not the first time Satan's come by and he's fought us. This is not the first time that we've had to hold on and let the Lord do our fighting for us. So if we're going to win the victory, now let me preach to you about David for a minute. He said, he said, what shall be done to the man that kills this man that defies the armies of the living God? And they told him. And so we hear his brother Eli have speak up and said, what are you doing down here? Is there not a cause? Oh, I believe Eli have might have been jealous because he had fear in his heart. He knew what the right thing was to do. King Saul knew what the right thing was to do. But they let fear overcome them. Don't be afraid. Stand with Jesus in your darkest hour and He'll bring you victory. All right. So David said what he could do and the words were repeated to King Saul and they brought David before Saul and even his own king didn't think he'd stand a chance. He said, why thou art but a youth ruddy and this man a champion. He's never lost a battle. He's never lost a fight. He's, he, every time he's ever stood, he's been victorious. Why has he even got a man that goes in front of him with a shield to, to ward off any things that would be thrown his way? And what makes you think that you'll be able to stand? His own king didn't have faith in him. His own king didn't believe in him. But David answered to a higher king. David trusted in the great king, the king of all kings, our power, our, our sense of, of belonging, our victory does not belong in this world. It's not a part of this world, but it's the Savior, Jesus, the king of kings. He's almighty, all-powerful, and holds the whole world. In the palm of his hand, all he's got to do is speak, and victory will come. All right. So Saul put his own armor on David and folks the world wants to do that to us today they want to tell us how we should act how we should behave what we should do and what we shouldn't do the world's armor is never going to fit a true Christian it's just not going to work If we're going to fight and we're going to have victory, we're going to have to use the weapons that we've used before.
Why, right here is our weapon. The Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. It's able to separate the bone from the marrow and the thoughts and the intents of the heart. This is what brings victory. If we're going to have, if we're going to have victory in our lowest, lowest valley, when it seems like the sun might never shine, looks like all hope is gone, we're going to have to get in the battle stance, aren't we? And it's not like this with a gun. It's not like this with a sword. If you want to hold your sword the proper way to get victory, you have to open it up and you have to read it. If you want to hold it the, the right way to break victory, you'll have to fall to your knees and humble your heart and say, Lord, I need you now. I'm as far as I can go. I'm as low as I can go. And I don't know what else to do but cling to you and hold on to your hand. And whenever you give total control over to the Lord, victory will come. It may not look like you think it ought to look. It may not seem like what we think it ought to be. But it could be sweet. And it could break victory. Let's go on. So they sent David out down the hill into the valley against an enemy that overshadowed him. Against an enemy twice his size, three times his size. We're facing those today, aren't we? I was talking with somebody just the other day. I can't count on both hands the number of godly people, saints, that stood by their church, that was faithful every time the door was open, they were there. Good godly people that took part in church, that worshiped the Lord, that was a Christian no matter where you saw them. I can't count on both hands the number of those kind of people that this virus has taken away from us. That's, that's took it away from this world. Oh, but I'm here to tell you today, looks like this enemy is a, is a lot more than what we first counted on. Looks like this enemy is a lot more than what we may have figured it would do. We thought maybe in a month or two, uh, six months, a year, we might be rid of this thing and back to our normal lives. It's a lot bigger. It overshadows us. Who knows what we're going to do? I'll tell you what we're going to do. When we're as low as we can go and we can't go any farther, when we're as down in the valley as we'll ever be, we'll fall to our knees, church. We'll pray. We'll ask the Lord and turn it over to Him. And He'll bring victory. Goliath saw David and he scorned him. He laughed at him. I guess he got a little angrier nift, you could say. He said, am I a dog that you'd send this little old ruddy lad out to fight against a champion? A champion like me. He said, I will feed your carcass to the beast of the field and the fowls of the air. And he's still hollering, ain't he? Wonder how many days 
King Saul, Elihab, Abinadab, and the other soldiers of Israel stood with their knees knocking, afraid to move, cowering, because the champion howled and hollered and threatened and bellowed, and they heard him night and day, over and over and over. He's not going to leave you alone. You're going to hear him holler. You're going to hear him howl when you're down in the valley. But look at that this same little boy that we read about that defeated Goliath. He said, I will look into the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. He said, what time I'm afraid, I will trust in thee. I'm here to take it today. You, you, you may think it's awful to be down in the valley, but it's not all bad. Have you read over in, over in the Song of Solomon where it said that he was the lily of the valley? He'll be there when you look for him. He'll be the sweetest savior you've ever smelled. He'll be there with you to break victory. Oh, friend. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, thou art with me. You remember this old song? John sings it every once in a while. Though others would be lonely when all my friends are gone, my Lord is ever standing by my side, a heavy load upon me, and still I'm pressing on because I found a Savior, friend of God. Oh, yes, I have somebody with me. Aren't you glad you're not alone? Aren't you glad that you've got somebody with that somebody with you? Right here is Miss Georgie at her maiden pass here two, three years ago. She lives up there on the hill in Newport, but she's not alone. She's got a Savior, a friend, and a God that's with her every day. We're never alone. David looked at Goliath. He said the battle, he knew he was smart enough to know. He had stopped by the brook to pick up his weapons. Five smooth stones. He said, the battle is the Lord's, and He will deliver you into my hand. Now you would think, no doubt Saul thought, no doubt Eli have watched on, no doubt Abinadab wondered what would happen because there was the mighty Goliath staring down at David just a little old bitty boy. And even before David could even get to Goliath, there was the man with the shield standing there. How on earth would a little bitty stone go through the man with the shield, go through all the armor? You read about Goliath. He had a helmet of brass. He had chain mail on that weighed so much. He, and the head of his spear was like a weaver's beam. Looked like it was impenetrable. 
What on earth would David do with a little stone? How could he win victory with just five little stones? What good would that do? Little as much when God is in it. Oh, let me tell you something. David just did the wind it up. God directed the stone. And the stone struck Goliath right in the weakest point that he had, right in his temple. He fell. He was done. He was over with. The victory was won because David trusted the Lord when he was in his darkest valley. What are you going to do when you're facing that giant? What are you going to do when the doctor says cancer? What are you going to do when the doctor says heart disease or COVID or whatever? What are you going to do when you're at your lowest point? Don't you think it's about time that you trust in the Savior? I heard an old, old story how a Savior came from glory. He gave His life on Calvary to save a wretch like me. I heard about His groaning of His precious blood atoning. Then the chorus says, Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and He bought me with His redeeming blood. When you get down low, sing about victory in Jesus. He loved me ere I knew Him. And all my love, all of it, is due to Him. He pledged me to victory. I've already got it. <laughs> Beneath the cleansing flood. The stone hit Goliath. Goliath fell. David went and stood on top of him. He didn't even have a sword. So he took Goliath's own sword. Cut Goliath's head off. I want you to pay particular attention to what I'm about to tell you. He didn't get anything else out of the message this morning. He took Goliath's head, put it on a, on a pole, and stood it up in Jerusalem. But that's not the end of the story. He took Goliath's armor, that chain mail, that helmet of brass, that breastplate, and he put it in his tent. Now this wasn't the last time that David was in the valley. This wasn't the last valley that David went through. We can read about David's life, how he became king. We read about how that he committed adultery and how the child that he had with the woman he committed adultery with died. Shortly, shortly, he must have been in the valley then. He laid out on the ground, he prayed all night, and God took the child anyway. And we read in the 51st Psalm, He must have prayed, creating me a clean heart, renewing me a right spirit. When He knew the child was dead, He got up, He cleaned up, He went to the temple, He broke bread, and they couldn't understand why that He was in such a mood after the child had been, had, had been declared dead. 
He said, I can't bring it back, but I can go to be where it is. Folks, victory comes in many ways. And if we're in the valley today, I'll promise you this much, there'll be another one down the road. If we get victory from this one today, we'll face another one. So when you get to the next valley, look over there at the corner of your tent about what God did for you before. Look over in the corner of your tent at old Goliath's armor laying there useless, laying there defeated, laying there as a testament to show that God has brought victory in your life before. He, he said He'd never leave us. He'd never forsake us. So if you're in a valley next week, look back to what God's already done for you. He's delivered you once. He'll do it again. When you're down in the valley, you got a choice. You can lay down, you can quit, you can give up, or you can get to your knees. You can ask the Lord to help you, and He'll be there to fight your battles for you. Let me, I don't want you to misunderstand, and maybe some of the children of Israel at that time, we even hear them say, Saul has killed his thousands, David has killed his ten thousands. Let me tell you something. David would have never killed the first one if God hadn't fought for him. You won't either. There are some battles we can't fight by ourselves. We have to have the Lord to fight for us. Used to be a sign. I see. They called it Uncle Sam. He had a top hat on and a suit that was red, white, and blue, and he was pointing his finger. saying that he needed some good soldiers. The Lord's pointing at you. He needs you. He needs you to be willing to stand. You to be willing to fight for him. He needs you. Are you going to lay down in this valley and quit and give up? Or are you going to hit your knees, take your sword, take your stand, and win the victory? I've made this statement. I've heard elder preachers make it. We have just as much God as we want. You can live life with Him or you can live life without Him. But I'll promise you, well, let me just give you Scripture. If you choose to do what you want to do and live life the way you want to live, the Scripture says this, the way of a transgressor is hard. You want to know why life's always hard? We're not close to the Lord. When you try your best to move up as close as you can to Him, He'll bless you and He'll help you. Friend, we may be down in the valley, but we can claim victory. We can get victory today if we'll trust the Lord. Aren't you glad you got somebody to call on? Somebody to talk to? Somebody to stand with you? Somebody to hold your hand. Somebody to carry you when you get so weak you can't stand. 
Aren't you glad you got a friend like Jesus? We may be down in the valley today, but we can be on the mountaintop tomorrow if we'll trust in the Lord and pray. All right.